This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Today, we have such an amazing guest. Uh, We have Brenna here, who is a limited permit mental health counselor, as well as a rehabilitation counselor. Um, And she recently also started a podcast called Real Fucking Talk to help normalize discussions about mental health in a relatable way. And each week she brings on a guest and they discuss a time that they struggle with their mental health, how they coped and what they learned from it. It's incredible. And we were on her podcast. Um, I think it was in October, right? That it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's so wonderful. We have the same mission. So Brenna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I have to be honest because like, that's the whole point of this. My imposter syndrome is real today. I think (laughs) you guys have on like actual major guests and I'm like me, little old me. You know what? The fact that you're being real about your imposter syndrome is so important because we all deal with it all the time. I think Emily and I have imposter syndrome all the time. I mean, we've had like ridiculously famous authors on and we're like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like it's so... Well, it's really funny because I think right now, especially with like this, like um, social media therapists are like idealized, right? Like we have this idea of like who therapists are and they're like fucking knowing. And like, in some ways, like therapists are like turning into gurus, which is a really problematic thing. 
Um, and but it's so funny because like we're just real fucking people all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny because people will be like, oh, what should I do? And I'm like, do not ask me this. I, yes, I am a therapist, but I am not your therapist. So yes. like, please do not ask me this. And mm-hmm. also stop like DMing people for therapeutic advice. Like go see a counselor. Yeah, we don't, we cannot answer that over. Absolutely. Over Absolutely. And it's so, it's so interesting that people have a hard time. They, they will trust someone on the internet that they don't even know more than they trust themselves. Yes. Yes. Right? Like, what is that about? Right? I, like, we could also be the world's worst therapist. You have no idea, right? Like, right. People are like, well, DM us shit. And I'm like, you have no idea if we are crazy <laughs> or not. Yeah. Like, the DMs from people who don't even follow you, who literally just, like, stumbled upon your page. And they're yes. like, hey, I'm feeling really anxious. What should I do? Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> right? Right. And you know what? It speaks to the fact that, like, people are really struggling and they're just like grasping at straws. Mm -hmm. They're like, I will reach out to these strangers on the internet to tell me what to do because I don't know what to do for myself. And so this is our PSA to go find your own therapist who actually knows you. Yes. Yes, exactly. Wait, so we're so excited you're here because also you've done a great job with Real Fucking Talk, right? (laughs) When did you start it? Because you said, Jen, in your intro, you said recently, when did you actually start? I literally, my first episode came out June 2nd. So this is like very new. Yes. Um, I really did not think anyone was going to listen. I thought that it would be like a quarantine hobby that I had. And then all of a sudden, like it kind of blew up way faster than I thought. Um, And I ended up getting like actual people who like have big followings, like you guys and Hannah Burner and all of these other people who've been on TV and have their own stuff. So I was like, oh shit, I'm really doing this. Like there was times in the beginning that I would call my friend and be like, wait, this is a real business. Like I have the LLC, like I didn't know that this was going to happen. She was like, yeah, well now it is. Um, But I am loving it. Do you guys love podcasting? Because I'm obsessed. Okay. So it's so funny because I love podcasting and still it like scares me. (laughs) like I feel like we love it and still like each time it like scares me because like sometimes you say shit and I'm like fuck like it's hard because like and I don't know if this is your experience but for a lot of us in grad school when you go to school to be a therapist they sort of teach you in black and white right so like really serious about ethics like don't give overarching advice and be very careful what you say and like legality legality don't get fucking sued so in some ways (laughs) it still like scares the shit out of me because I'm like when am I gonna get sued um (laughs) Yes. So I love podcasting. And then there's like this other part of me that like still has fear. And I don't know if that's your experience. Like have Jen, do you have that at all? I mean, do I have that? (laughs) That's funny. That's a funny question. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think also in general, you're putting yourself out there. And when you're putting yourself out there in any situation that it's very vulnerable and it is, it's up for people to disagree or push back. And so, and I also think, you know, because Emily and I are doing so many things at once that like, (laughs) we can't just focus on podcasting as much as we would want to. Um, And so, so, you you know, we are, we're, we're torn in so many different directions, but we do love it once we get into it. And and I think one of the best things, at least for me, and I don't know, Em, if you would agree with this is like, we get to talk to people that we never would have talked to. You would never ever. have met you, Brenna, ever, right? No, I know. <laughs> and never. who knows if we'll ever meet in person? We right. will. Well, we now, will. 
We have to. <laughs> no, but it's like, we always say this, that like, we never would have talked to some of these mm-hmm. people that we talked to or like get deeper with, with some of our guests. And it's really incredible to have that opportunity to do so. It's just yeah. podcasting gives you that place to be able to do that. Absolutely. And I have to give you guys props because I listened to your podcast way before I even had the idea to start mine. Like, like I said, I never was one of those people that was like, I'm going to start a podcast one day. Like my clients were kind of like, oh, your life is perfect. And I would tell my boyfriend and he would laugh. And I was like, <laughs> anyone's perfect. Like, this is so weird. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to start a podcast. But I felt like a lot of the podcasts with mental health professionals that I had heard were very serious and more educational and you guys were fun. Like I felt like I could really relate to what you were saying and I was learning with you and you were teaching me things, but it was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, you know what? I can do this. Like I can, you know, have my passion and be relatable and not be like teachy and all of that. Yeah. Thank you guys because you sweet. Well, but it's this interesting thing, right? And so like, let's talk about, so, okay, so we're going to talk about, a lot of people have been asked about Thanksgiving. So we're talking about Thanksgiving dynamics, some stuff that's happened in the election, but another really interesting thing happened last week after the election, which I'm going to talk about, Jen, which I think is important is that we put up on our social media celebrating Biden's win. Of course. We are very progressive. We openly talk about it. It is actually part of the ethical standards of being a marriage and family therapist um, to be involved in community to be in politics we're not allowed to like lobby or like raise money for a candidate but we are allowed to celebrate and we're allowed to like openly say it so we put some stuff up like literally reposting like two fucking tiktoks and a bunch of women always white women came in this is so unprofessional for you to say who you stand with which is so funny because if you've listened to this podcast i say fuck every 30 seconds so it's very funny that that's (laughs) professional enough for you but it's not for but it's unprofessional for me to talk about politics okay the thing about that that gets me and i have been very vocal on both my personal and the real Mm -hmm. fucking talk page how do people expect therapists to advocate for clients in the room to be there for them to hold space for them and then actively vote against someone who oppresses them. Yeah, that right. makes yeah. no sense. Like, why are people shocked that you were happy that we have a new leader, someone who right. actively, you know, fights for people no matter what they look like or who they are? Absolutely. Right. Well, and, the, and the funniest part is also, so then everything we do, podcasting is free, right? Like it's like a free service we provide for people. Our Instagram right. is a free service we provide for people. So it's really funny that people can come into your space and be like, I'm going to consume your free content, but I'm also going to tell you that it's not okay for you to put this up. Yeah. And so it goes back to this thing that you're saying, Brenda, of like, I'm a therapist, but I'm not your therapist, right? In the right. room, I would never make it about me in politics ever, ever, ever be completely inappropriate, right? If you are my clients and you're celebrating, I'll celebrate with you. But if you were my client came in and you were really upset about Trump, I would sit in your feelings and help you process that, right? Because that space isn't about me. That is not the fucking same for a podcast or for social media or anything outside the room. And people forget that shit. I th- that's I supposed think, to be neutral all the time. Yeah. And I think that people, you know, when they look at whether it's podcasting or, or our Instagram page that they, um, because so much of our content applies to so many people and like, that's our goal is that mm-hmm. like, it touches people and opens up conversations that maybe they never would have talked about. If we put up anything that actually goes against some of their beliefs, they're like shocked by it because, <laughs> because we're opening up conversations in so many other ways that they, they, they connect to. I think it's like, it's almost like in a relationship, right? Like when 
when you feel like you this point of disconnection, right? There's like an automatic reaction to it. Like, oh, I felt so connected to you, but then you brought this thing up that I don't connect to and that it like brings up something, right? Like betrayal for them or some sort of rejection or, and so, but the way that, the way that Emily, Emily responded to them on Instagram (laughs) was, but the way she responded was so, no, it, it was so (laughs) beautiful and like differentiated and it, it just-, I just said like so they said like I think it's so a bunch of and it was always white women who was saying I think this is really unprofessional for you to say and you should be neutral that's like the general thing so I just responded back and said hey I can really understand how you could see that way and actually um it is part of our ethics to be like bettering the community and what we believe is in public service and what we believe is the best benefit for those around us so it's actually part of our ethics to be involved and also do shit around us and i said but i totally understand if our content doesn't work for you and if it doesn't work for you to listen to our podcast i like invite you to not listen and unfollow like that's like not a problem yeah. it's not for everyone but i truly think they felt betrayed like you could feel it so this thing jen just talked about like they felt like they could not believe that we would post that anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner the planning the shopping the prep figuring out the timing <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry huh same That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item for my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you 
you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. Yeah, I think it's so crazy because that brings up like a whole aspect of social media where people really do think they know you. Yes. Like, you don't know me, you know content that I like to post. You don't know me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, right? Like, I'm so, a person. That, so wait, so that is actually, thank you for that intro into my <laughs> next question for you because that was so amazing. Brenna, so in order to get to know you, tell us, tell us about your background. Like what made you want to start Real Fucking Talk? What got you into therapy? Tell us about you a little bit. Yes. So I actually had no plans of going into therapy ever. Um, I went to my undergrad at a SUNY school. I'm from New York. So I went all the way upstate, didn't know what I wanted to do, partied my four years, had a grand old time. Um, majored in psychology because I was like, eh, I don't know. I can figure it out after. And then I decided I wanted to be a teacher. I taught for promptly 48 hours and then got out. (laughs) This is absolutely not for me. I can't do this. So I was kind of working odd jobs and I was waitressing. And this girl that I was working with had said she just graduated from a dual master's degree at Hofstra University in rehab counseling and mental health counseling. And she's telling me about it. And I'm like, this sounds awesome. Like, I would totally love to do that. So I had a meeting with the head of the program, kind of like an interview. And we met at a coffee shop and it was very casual. And I just felt like I was talking to a friend. Um, And by the end of it, I was like, how do I sign up? I need to be in this program. But the funniest thing is that the last thing I said to her was like, by the way, I'm never going to be that person who sits in an office and says, how are you feeling today? Like, that's not me. Yeah. Now that's literally what I do every <laughs> single day. And I love um, I took in my first semester an intro to counseling class, of course. And the professor pulled me aside halfway through and he was like, you were meant to do this. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? No, this, I'm not doing this. And he was like, okay, I'm telling you though, you, you'll love it. And I did my internship at a private practice that I now work at. Um, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I love connecting with clients. I love meeting new people. I love, it's so fulfilling. And I'm sure you guys know that. Yeah. Um, and I know I touched on this before, but throughout quarantine, I was obviously doing teletherapy with my clients and they were really struggling, of course, as we all were. But they were like, you just seem to like really have your shit together. Like your family is so lucky that they have you and you can help them. And I was like, what? No, I'm secretly crying behind the scenes. Like I'm freaking out. People are dying for no reason. Like this is not normal. I don't feel safe. Like, no. So I was out for a run one day. I think I was either listening to your podcast. I'm not even kidding. Or Burning in Hell by Hannah Burner. And I was like, I'm just going to make a fucking podcast. Like, I'm just going to start one. And I am an emotion-based thinker, 100%. And my boyfriend is a logic-based thinker, 100%. So I kind of like ran back to him and I was like, should I start a podcast, Pat? Thinking he was going to say no. And he was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, what? (laughs) So I literally just like 
I don't know. I Googled it. Like I figured it out. I did the first episode in my car on my iPhone, like had nothing. Um, and I've kind of like learned along the way and met really cool people like you guys. And I am loving it. It's awesome. awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's interesting though, because that's something we talked about before. We so often get people like in our DMs being like, I think I want a career change. Like, and it really is such a calling, right? Like for you to sort of say, like, for people to say like, oh no, you should be doing this. Like, it is just a thing you can feel because like you can sit here and read all the books and you can learn all the theories. But at the end of the day, therapy is an art. It is an art form. And joining with people and sitting in emotions, like that's an art form that like you could take a bunch of classes at, but sometimes you're born with it and you're not born with it which sounds mm-hmm. fucked up but that's eventually but 48 hours is basically how much how long I lasted in teaching so that makes a lot of sense oh, to me but right. I, like not do it and there weren't even kids in the class yet like I was <laughs> training and I was like get me the fuck out of here I am not doing this this is ridiculous I you lasted I lasted like, three no. months and that was it yeah yeah <laughs> like you just know when you're not meant for something. I went into marketing and I was like, this is the most miserable experience of my life. You just like, there's something inside of you that you just know. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was just having this conversation with, I think Krista Williams. I had, do you guys know her? She's yeah. 30 podcast. I just had her on my podcast, but we were talking about how it must be so hard for people who really do hate their jobs and who do not like what they do, but they still continue to choose to do it. Mm -hmm. And what that must be like, like, I don't, I knew it was really scary to leave teaching because I was going to make a good salary, have good benefits, have weekends off, have summers off. Like that was nice and stable, but I knew I wasn't happy. Like it really makes me empathize for people who choose to kind of work jobs that they don't love and they don't feel fulfilled in. They're just doing it for a paycheck and the stability. Absolutely. Well, so, okay. So that's, let's also, we're going to use that perfect segue to go in this conversation about our families and Thanksgiving, right? Because how much of us do shit to make our families happy, right? Uh, Great, great segue. So whether that's staying in a relationship (laughs) that doesn't work, that's staying in a job that doesn't fucking work to you, or it's you not saying something that feels really truthful to you, right? So like a lot of people have been asking about like, how to handle tough conversations about politics over Thanksgiving or hard conversations about boundaries with COVID and seeing people over Thanksgiving. Um, this has been coming up a lot, Brett. Have you been, people have been talking about this for you as well? Absolutely. And not just in office, out of office too. Yes. And it's something that I struggle with too. Do you guys, how are your family dynamics? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not great. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I like it when- <laughs> When I, I think for me, it's more of like what to do about COVID and like who to connect with, you know, like how safe to be. Um, and, you know, when I feel anxious about something, I usually just push it off until last minute where I'm just like, oh, I guess I have to make a decision. So that's what's Avoidance. happening right now. But this conversation, <laughs> <Avoidance. laughs> that's, that's, this conversation is pushing me to think about it. So, um, so have, I haven't dealt with it in my mind yet, but it's absolutely going to be something to process at some point. Yeah. Yeah, probably on Thanksgiving. I feel like something that's so tough is that, especially women from a young age, we're taught to prioritize everyone else's feelings and make sure everyone else is comfortable. Where, what about you? Are you comfortable? You know, Mm -hmm. that's important too. 
Yeah. Well, it's so true, right? And so, okay, so for the record, my sister-in-law listens to every single episode of this show. Marsha, hi, I love you. Um, And we just this morning figured out our Thanksgiving plans, which has been like a really tough thing, right? It's really hard as you get older and you're married or in your relationships and then you have all these different in-laws and your family all of a sudden got so much bigger. And then we all have kids. So the kids want to see each other, but what's the comfort level? And then you have older parents, right? Like there's like, there's no good way to do this. Yeah. I truly think, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't think there is any good fucking way to do this. Because it it always affects someone. Like someone someone, is going. Also just like what the holidays represent for so many people, right? So for like so many people, we have expectations around the holidays. Yeah. But also for most of us, there's a lot of pressure, right? If you think about what the holidays bring up in terms of who you should be or what you should be eating what you should be wearing right like eating disorders skyrocket around the holidays um and so do family fights and so so does and depression. so does depression yeah <laughs> yeah right so like, stopping your meds it's a great time right. for a med pump, guys <laughs> yes. but but it's seen as like this amazing time like it's a yeah. magical time where everyone comes together which I think adds to the pressure of like oh I'm supposed to be happy during this time and I'm not yeah mm-hmm. which really usually makes fucking worse out, right yeah and then let's yeah. add in a deadly fucking virus <laughs> just to throw it in there and also aside from the virus let's add in the most divisive election we probably have ever had so let's absolutely all yeah let's sprinkle and, it in there yeah and something that I personally am struggling with is I know I will be dragged into conversations that I don't want to have mm-hmm. conversations that I don't even want to hear and it's like how do you navigate that yeah And like, I think this is like the importance of like one way I talk about like just blatant spoken contracts, right? So like saying beforehand, like, can we all make a deal to not talk about politics, right? Can we make a deal? Because you know who stands for who in your family. At this point, this is like such a new thing with our generation. We're like decades before, like you didn't know who people voted for. Wait, I recently found out that my husband voted for Mitt Romney. (laughs) And I was like, what? <laughs> we were, that was the first person he ever voted for was Mitt fucking Romney. And I was like, oh, God, if I knew that, I wouldn't have married you. What the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would never have known because it wasn't a thing. Every People didn't talk about this the same right. way. You didn't always know people voted for. It's now so it's like, now. you fucking know. Yes. Well, now we like publicize it. We put yes. flags on our house. We put signs on our lawn. We put flags on our fucking cars. Yes. Like, it's <laughs> crazy, awful. right? It's like PSA to the people who put flags on their cars. Like you look like a fucking idiot. Well, also flags of anything is honestly just a distraction. Like they're just like, yeah. don't put any flag on your car because it's hard for me to see. And I'm already you know a what? bad driver. You know what? You know what I'm in support of though? Have you ever seen like, I guess it's during Christmas time where like people turn their car into like a reindeer. That's what you're in support of? I am in support of that. If I'm going to take a political that, stance, it's really? pro reindeer. Pro reindeer. It's just, and I'm, I'm a Jew. Yeah, so is- like, I'm still, so like, but you know, when you see a car that's dressed like a reindeer, yes. I'm like. That yeah. family is fun. And do you also like the cars that put eyelashes on their uh, front? No, and I no that I'm not Why into is that for not some reason. I'm not sure. I don't know. I just like I like animals more. I'm not sure, <laughs> but okay. This is. I'm sorry. I know. I always take us off just, topic. Yeah, I want to see I it. Have also seen this is disgusting. So I apologize, please. I have seen people put like the fake balls. balls. <laughs> yes, I knew you're gonna say the, the balls. About. It's only on trucks. It's only on fucking trucks, too. What's going on there, though? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to overcompensate for? Hey, wait, is the truck supposed to be the penis? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, what's going on there? Wait, they're always steel balls. They're balls of steel, right? Isn't that what it is on the hangoff? Is that what it is? I think so. I think they're balls of steel. Emily, you're so smart. Right? Don't you think that's what they're saying? I don't know. I look at it and I'm like, interesting. And then I just try to think about something else. So I just feel like, and so do you roll up and just say, I like your balls or like, what do you, what do you do then when you see it? Or like what the, yeah, what's the expectation there? Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm confused about. Okay. I'm yeah. so sorry. Okay. <laughs> so at some point we'll talk about Thanksgiving. Okay. Wait, but it does go to, right. So like whether you're putting a flag on your car or whether you put um, a whole bunch of shit up on Facebook or Instagram, or whatever, like for the most part, you know who people voted for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it comes into this thing as like one is it better to just not do Thanksgiving this year? And we'll say fully, the CDC is recommending you do not do Thanksgiving. And if you do, it is outside with a limited number of people. And you're supposed to bring your own cups and glasses and utensils and not go in the kitchen. That's what this, the CDC recommendation is. I read it this morning. That just sounds like a lot of work. Like, it sounds I like, I mean, yeah, so just like work. go through a fucking drive through Like, do yeah. we need the holiday that bad? I don't know. But... <laughs> Like, oh, so sorry. So we have COVID this year about who's invited and who's not and how do you make that work? And so like literally like this is a big thing that was happening in my family just this morning. It's been like an ongoing conversation. Just this morning, we were able to rent three like big propane outside heaters from like a random like my parents found this like rental like place that does like tables and stuff. And we're going to do it outside. Okay. Yes. Right. So that like, it feels more comfortable because not everyone in our family is able to quarantine like with work and stuff. They don't have, the, not everyone has the ability to work from home. Right. Right. Um, so my dad went and found this place to rent it. But once again, that's a privilege to be able to afford that and do something like that. Right. And also like, I mean, we, we live in Pennsylvania, which is cold. I mean, I guess if you live in the South, this is more of an option for you. <laughs> right. 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 Like it will be pretty cold. You can yeah. wear like one of those big parka jackets. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited to wear Uggs, frankly, because I feel like they're so socially unacceptable at this point. I yeah. feel like I'm super pumped. Are they, are they still, are they unacceptable? I don't, I mean, they're acceptable in my book and I still wear them because right. I love Uggs, but I still think it's like, you know, slightly embarrassing. It's like wearing pillows on your feet though, you know, yeah, and I mean, like no one sees you. Yeah. <laughs> So the question is, like, how do you have these conversations, right? Like, let's say your family is doing something that, like, really causes you a lot of discomfort. Like, that's really hard for us to, like, put a boundary up. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think, like, going into these types of conversations with compassion is key. Asking open-ended questions and showing genuine interest and curiosity in what they're saying and their viewpoint is essential because... Saying something like, could you tell me more about how you came to this conclusion? Or I don't know, like, that's interesting that you say that, you know, could you send me the source for that? Um, It shows someone, hey, I'm actually interested in what you're saying. And it's a way of conversing with someone without kind of fighting with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's not as, it's similar, you know, I know I'm bringing it back to like, and when you were responding to people on, on social media, you were able to say like, I completely understand why you would feel that way. Yeah. You know, like you're starting out by providing empathy and understanding to their point of view, right? Even if you disagree, mm-hmm. even if you're coming from a different position to be able to start any conversation saying, I understand that that's important to you. Tell me a little bit more about where they're, where you're coming from. It immediately opens up the, the dialogue to talk 
further to to allow both of you to disagree um, and further the conversation as opposed to shutting it down. I yeah. think oftentimes if we disagree with something that, you know, a lot of people will just shut down the conversation like, no, this is what's right. And you don't understand this is what ha- what's right and and you're wrong, right? And that immediately shuts the conversation down. And so if we approach every conversation with empathy, right? And compassion and saying, I understand that that's your point of view and tell me more and, mm-hmm. and then be able to, to speak your part. I think it really just opens up conversation. I will say though, like the one privilege I had with the way that I responded was like, I really felt like I had the, like, this was my space, right? Like you like rail ran into our DMs of a free thing we provide. Like it, it was very easy for me to set a boundary to be like, Hey, like I hear you. And also like, it is like totally okay. If like, you don't follow us or you don't listen anymore. Like that's okay. Like for you to not like the, it's okay for you to not like the content I put out. That's totally fine. The thing that's harder, I feel like, to, like, stay, and, like, so Jen used this word differentiated, which, once again, we've talked about is the ability to respond and not react. Mm -hmm. That's so much harder with our family. Like, it is so much harder when you're feeling, like, you know, my dad, who many times in my life has made me feel small, or as many times and I haven't connected with my uncle, or I'm at somebody's house, and they, you walk in, and they have a bunch of Trump flags, or they have Biden flags, and that's not what you support. Like, whatever it looks like for you it might automatically put you on the defense, mm-hmm. right? So the question is like, we have to start to ask ourselves, like we have this idea about what family is and it's not a totally real idea. Like you don't have to love everything your family says. You don't have to support everything your family says and they don't have to like you the same way either. We actually like, you know, you just get your family. You get your blood family, right? For a lot of us, they have a chosen family, but you choose your friends and even then you have this chosen family. Your blood family, like you don't really have control over. Mm-hmm. So it is okay if you don't align with them. You most likely will not, unfortunately. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. 
A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. Yeah. I think what's so different about the holidays this year and this year in general is that we've as a society have gotten to a place where we are so quick to judge someone or, you know, tell someone they're wrong and we get really defensive really fast. And that's really hard. So Jen, I totally agree with what you were saying before, like, um, practice saying active listening, like, Oh, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, kind of there's times that I do not agree with someone and I have not one nice thing to say back to them. So I will just repeat what they said. Like, oh, okay. I heard you say X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, right. And, and it takes, it yeah. takes an active process, right. To be able to do that, especially. <clears throat> and as M, as you were saying, like with your family, that's where all of your triggers are coming from to begin with. Right. Like, so it's, it does, it makes it that much harder. And when you're so used to being in a specific dynamic with your family members, it's the um, regression that comes up when you're with them is like so strong. Mm -hmm. And to be able to, I, I think maybe an important thing to think about is like, what are those triggers before you're going into Thanksgiving or before you start talking about conversations, um, really difficult conversations, whether it's around politics or COVID or, um, what are your triggers and where, where do they come from in your family and to almost anticipate what's going to come up for you with your different family dynamics so that you're able to say, okay, I recognize this trigger is coming up for me. How can I self-regulate my emotions so that I can respond to my family member without reacting? Because I know that if I react to this, it's just going to lead down a path that isn't going to be helpful for anyone, right? And so you're almost anticipating the fact that you will be triggered. I mean, it's so easy to be triggered when you're with your family, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. You ever like go home and hang out with your family and like, you're like real happy, you're feeling good. And all of a sudden you're like, why am I in such a bad mood? <laughs> like, yes. What's going on, right? You're like, like so- you smelled something from 1994 that brought you back to a time yes. <laughs> you unappreciated and you felt and you were hormonal and you were like, I'm going to, 
I'm going to lose my shit. You think about that one girl who bullied you over AIM? The time you were left out of the MySpace top eight. It brings shit back, okay? Wait. I mean, even walking into your family homes can do that. Yes, um, but my first thing that I need to say is, did you call it AIM? Because I called it AIM. What is it? AIM? Is it AIM? I, call, AIM? I called it AIM too. And so oh, I, don't, I don't know what's happening over there in your household. <laughs> and, but... AOL, in, wait, is, but it was AOL Instant Messenger, right? Yes. AIM? Which yeah. is so funny because like randomly, like, okay, I always say ASOS and someone's like, that's ASOS, you fucking idiot. I'm like, why am I spelling everything? Okay. Also, I don't know if you guys say this, but I said in a session the other day, um, my dial up isn't dial working. Up. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know. Is it, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. Is it like the nineties? You know how you say like <laughs> shit that just doesn't make sense for the times where you're like, oh, did you tape that? Yes. Like, oh, you anything. tape it. What well, have you? Have you ever seen that TikTok where they like say to kids like, oh, like if you had a phone in your hand, how would you like, right? So if I say you pick up an imaginary phone, you go like this, but kids are like this. Oh. That is so crazy to me. Right? That's so interesting. Yeah. Wait, we have to, we're going to have to post a picture because no one can see us. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, wait. So everyone do it right now. We'll take a photo. <laughs> we're taking a picture because no one, no one knows. And that's, and that. This that is, is that a great will be episode, guys. The great episode because you because all the all anyone's hearing is like when kids pick up a phone they do this, but when we pick up a phone we do this. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are smart enough to be like, let's take a picture so we can reference this. I just recently released an episode, and the person who I was interviewing like made a face, and I was like, oh my god, how do you do that? Like with no context, like <laughs> no one any context of what was going on. I listened to it back, and I was like, you are fucking dumb. <laughs> You know what? It takes, we at the beginning made some serious mistakes. It takes some time. <laughs> I know. Wait, I'm still making them. I have no idea what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, we still have no clue what's happening. Yeah. Okay. So, like, right. Okay. So, like, Thanksgiving, right? So, <laughs> you can set a boundary and not have a conversation. You can also say to yourself, you know what? I want to have this conversation. This conversation feels important to me. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to feel prepared. And then I think you're also allowed to say, you want to know what? I can't do it this year. I have to, I have to order pizza in. Yeah. And like, that's okay. Like we have to like this idea of like, like the FOMO, like we're missing out on everything. Like you also have to think about like, is there a joy of missing out? Right. Like this idea of like the JOMO of like, what will I get? Um, if, if I don't go, like, will my mental health genuinely be better if I sit this holiday out? Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think another tip I would give someone is one of the best quotes that I've ever heard was we're prepared for insults, but compliments baffle us. So <gasps> like people are ready to fight. And when you're yes. talking to someone who views something differently than you, you are already on the defense. You're kind of expecting them to be mean to you. So, you know, disarm someone with a compliment. Oh, I, I love that. Wait, okay. So, so let's give people an example because I feel like people do really well when they have an example. Yes, I agree with you. So I guess if you're talking to someone and they are going on a 10 minute rampage about something that you just simply do not agree with, but they clearly have done their research. They're clearly passionate about it. They are dead set on their view. You don't even have to challenge them. You can just say something like, Hey, I can tell that you're really passionate about this. That's awesome that you found something that, you know, you're, you love. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I can tell that you really did your research on this topic. Could you send me the sources that you're using? 
I'd like to learn more about this too, right? Yeah. And then like, and I think that's also a way of like not engaging. Like you're like, I'm going to acknowledge what your experience is here. I'm going to acknowledge what you're saying to me. And like, and also like, I'm not going to give it any fucking power. Right. Mm-hmm. I think right? Um, your voice and your opinions is also important. And it's okay to respectfully and peacefully stand up for yourself and what you believe in if you feel safe enough to do so. Yeah, absolutely. When it brings up this other idea as well to be like, okay, like we do this thing where we think if because somebody says something very confidently and very assertively that we think that they're right, which is literally how people end up in cults. I mean, this is like... (laughs) Wait, I love a good cult documentary. (laughs) Wait, that is like so funny because we were just talking about like, okay, if you are listening to this and you're an expert on cults, we want you on the show. Like we really need to find a cult I found like that there's like there's like specific training to like be a like a, a post cult therapist no I do not do but I would love to like hear more because I do think like this is how we get wrapped up in shit like this when somebody's yes. something and this goes the same frankly for Instagram therapist like oh. we do not know anything and if you are following someone on Instagram that's like saying shit like it's like the fucking like end all be all truth black and white like it's not ethical and it's not accurate mm-hmm. just because someone says something very confidently doesn't mean they know what they're talking about it just means they found the resources if i google animals have spots everything that comes up that's not now if i google animal no spots Everything comes up. No, it doesn't mean there's no animals and no fucking spots and subs with love. It's what I put into Google. Yeah, exactly. And what is true for you might not be an absolute truth. Just because you have this experience does not mean everyone has that experience. So you cannot speak on behalf of everyone else in the world. No, not at all. It doesn't work right um people might be wondering where jen is jen got kicked out somehow a while ago we're just gonna keep recording i guess without her i'm just laughing because remember when you guys came on real fucking talk and all of a sudden recording and you disappeared and then all of a sudden you came back and you were like hey kick me off (laughs) in the middle of it so i oh wait jen's back where is she oh hi jen so like once again this is what happens when you virtually record hey jen I'm so sorry, guys. I just wait, took- but wait, Brenda just brought up this happened to me when we recorded for her. It did. What do you think? What do you think the universe is trying to tell us? No, there's too much goodness. There's too much goodness. The three of us. They gotta yeah, it's, connect someone. <laughs> too much is happening. I'm sorry, guys. What did I miss? Anything okay, important? It's fine. Yeah, just we talking about, about we're about how you get sucked into a cult. Oh wow, that really <laughs> took a turn since I left. <laughs> wow. How did we? How did we decide you get sucked into a cult? Oh, okay. Yeah. I know where this yeah. Going. I'm not really sure, but Emily did say that there are like cult centered therapists. Yes. I said I want to find one for the show. I would love oh. to go to school to be a cult centered therapist. <gasps> well, why don't you? Why don't you train in it? I'm signing up as soon as we're done with this. I'm doing it. You absolutely should. Good. And then we're gonna have to bring you back on after you have all of the Your information. Expert. Perfect. I do have to tell you guys, my boyfriend's sister goes to the University of Tampa. And when I went to visit her last year, she, I was staying in St. Petersburg. So I had to have like a 40 minute car ride to get to Tampa. And we passed, we drove through Clearwater and I saw the Scientology Mecca, like the home of Scientology. And I saw the Sea Org members like wearing their little uniforms. I wanted to be like, yo, tell me how you got started in this cult. This is crazy. Well, did you watch, did you watch the most recent documentary on Nexium? Yes. 
Did we, did we talk about, did I miss this? Did we no, talk no, about no, this? go, go. Yeah, oh, you have it. Okay, good, good. Um, it, it, it's wild because at, like, even when they were bringing people in, some of the stuff they were doing, like, did sound like it was helpful in their, like, development, right? Yeah. Until it wasn't. <laughs> well, and that, and that's the thing, though, about entering anything, right? And the same can be said for any organized religion. Like, there's, like, some parts, that, like, it feels like this is really working, and these people really care about me, and especially people that are in really unsafe and really unhealthy and dysfunctional at-home lives, or they're just so lonely, like it really makes a lot of sense how you can end up there. I think it like makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. And you know what they say in it, you don't realize you're in a cult when you're in a cult. No, you don't realize it. It's not like you're joining something. You're like, oh, I'm going to join this cult. Yeah. You don't realize it. I feel really bad that my passion for cults has completely derailed this Thanksgiving (laughs) holiday family (laughs) dynamic topic. Well, now, but now we just gave you some good information to talk about instead of politics. When, so when your family, except for that, everyone would be like, well, Trump's a cult. Um, <laughs> right, right. This is an easy, honestly, you can make anything a segue into politics, honestly. You really could, right? Like, absolutely. <laughs> but, but then you can also make a segue out, right? So if somebody brings it up at Thanksgiving dinner to be like, hey, I hear you. Like, I am politicked out. Like, do you like want to talk about like, what have you been watching on television? Or like, you know, well, <laughs> They're like news. Only Fox News. Only. Um, what have you watched? You might want to say right or like, are you reading anything good? It's so true. But if people want <laughs> only the news, <laughs> there's only Twitter about the news. Right? <laughs> like, like so just the way like, people will bring it back. You can also keep bringing it out. And I think also there's a way of doing it, like in the lighthearted, being like, "I hear you keep trying to talk about politics, and I just cannot do it." Like, can we talk? Like, about I'm so Trump? exhausted. Yes. I like. I think you could do that, and like not, and like it can be in a kind way of setting your own boundary of like, I know you really want to talk about politics. It seems so important to you, but I really am exhausted from this conversation. Right. Uh, and like, you can even make it about the other person. You can say that and say, you know, I hear you want to talk about politics and I know that this is something you're super passionate about. I really want to catch up with you on a personal level and on a deeper level. So how are the kids or how are you doing? You know, like change the topic that Mm -hmm. way. And if you were like, really, like, I do not think it's a bad idea to go and prep. If you're really concerned about Thanksgiving this year, one, like I said, you can always stay home, make up. If you have a, all of a sudden you have a cough and a sore throat the day before Thanksgiving, <laughs> no one's going to be like, oh, you still have to come. Right, right. Also, <laughs> even, even if you make it, if you make it to dinner, right. And everyone's talking about it, you need, to, or they're talking about something that's like triggering for you, or you need a break from, you very well can get up, give yourself a break, give yourself some time away from the conversation, away from the table. Like there's so many different ways to set boundaries and to do it in one that feels healthy and feels kind and feels good for you and your family dynamics. That's what's important. And so we're just giving you suggestions. Um, but yeah, you can very much say like, listen, I got to get up. I got, you can leave early. You can say, Hey, I got to get home. You know, Mm-hmm. My dog has to go out. That's a great, great, great reason to have a, one of the many great reasons. To and then have they're a like, dog. you have a dog. You're like, oh, I bought one today. Yep. I, I just went got to the one this morning. Yes. And then you're going to have to go to the rescue right after dinner and go get one just so you can, <laughs> you can feed the story. <laughs> I think something that's super important is checking in with yourself. Asking yourself, how am I feeling in this conversation? is so important because if you feel yourself getting drained, if you feel yourself getting frustrated, exhausted, 
maybe it's time to end the conversation. Maybe yeah. it's time to go get a drink in a different room. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, especially like if you're someone who's like involved and like, like for you, like say like, Hey, like, it's really important for me to be anti-racist and stand up and have conversations. The movement does not do well with you burnt out. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, that's like an important thing to like, remember that like, you do not have to drain yourself to be involved. You are allowed to take care of yourself, take a break. And then honestly, you can also send that person an email the next day. Like not everything has to be done in the moment. We think that if we miss an opportunity in the moment, we can never go back to it. That's actually simply not true. And yeah, like nothing benefits from you being burnt out, exhausted and not taking care of yourself. Totally. I think going back to the conversation too, in many different ways is actually more productive, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you have the space to be less reactive and to really think through the things that you want to say. Yeah. And so I think it's actually very helpful to go back to a conversation if it's something you want to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine you guys as marriage, marriage and family therapists probably suggest that to your clients. You know, if you are in a heated discussion and you feel yourself getting worked up, take space, take an hour, take a day, whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It's and there's essential. nothing wrong with that. Right. It's why like our, the thing that we hate the most is when people say like, don't go to bed angry. Fuck that. Go to bed. It's fucking yeah. tired, man. Like it is, it does not help anyone to be burnt out, to be exhausted. Totally. And a lot of times, like it, me personally, when my boyfriend and I are fighting, when we go to bed the next day, I'll be like, this was not even worth it. Like this was so stupid to fight about. Where if we were going to finish the fight and not go to bed angry, we would have stayed up till 3 a.m. because both of us are stubborn as fuck. So Right, right. And you would be exhausted the next day and then you still wouldn't be able to have a productive conversation and it just totally spirals, right? Yeah. And so, so yeah. And you know, when you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, I actually feel like a different person. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I don't even remember why. Like you might not be able to, and like here, and here's something that could happen, right? Let's say at your Thanksgiving dinner, somebody makes like a passively racist comment. And in the moment you're anxious, you're overwhelmed, you had a drink, who knows, like, and you don't say anything. And the next day you're like, fuck man, like I made this pledge to myself to work on being anti-racist. And like, I didn't use my privilege last night. You get to then go back and like send an email to that person and be like, hey, like you made this comment. And in the moment I wasn't able to say anything, but the more I thought about it, like, it felt really important for me to say something to you, right? Like you don't have to be like, hey, fuck you, you racist. You can say like, hey, like, I don't know if you know about this, but like, let me educate you on this thing. And like, let me tell you about something that I've been working hard. I've been learning a lot since June. And there's nothing wrong with going back and doing that again. Yeah. I think what you just said really spoke to me because I can picture myself in those situations and a lot of times it can be scary because yes, you want to stand up for the marginalized and the people who are, you know, getting kind of torn down. But at the same time, you don't want to make a scene and you don't want to cause drama and you don't want to do this. But, you know, I think going back and texting them or emailing them or calling them the next day is a great way to still get your point across without, you know, attacking them. Absolutely. And turn the thing. And also, and like the other thing we should also just say is like, if none of this shit works if you're in an abusive household. <laughs> Anything we're saying does not matter. The only thing that matters in an abusive household is you taking care of yourself and safety. Do not fucking worry about being, do not worry about standing up to that person. Don't worry about anything. The only thing Absolutely. you think about is like your safety. Like there's no, like you don't have to worry about like saying the right fucking thing. Like none of that matters when you're in an abusive situation because it doesn't matter what you'd say anyway. Like the only thing right. you're doing is taking care of your safety. Right. Like, and, and, you know, to expect to that are, some people are so set in their ways. Right. And it's important to speak up for yourself. If, 
it feels important to you and, and you want to, you know, work, work for whatever, for whatever that feels passionate for you, or you want to work towards movement in some way, but, um, you're right. Is that you, there's so many, um, dysfunctional, toxic relationships. And so to really do what feels safe for you, because you have to be taking care of yourself first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think acknowledging the fact that there are people in your life that are stuck in their ways and are stubborn and are not willing to change their viewpoint is a huge thing to go into these conversations with, because a lot of times we go into conversations subconsciously wanting to change someone's mind. We want them to agree with us. So it's important to realize, okay, I'm talking to my mother-in-law. She is very set in her ways. I am not going to change her mind. So I'm not going to engage in this conversation with her because there's no point. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And sometimes even just like, you know, planting seeds for people as opposed to like pushing them one direction or another actually might allow them to think about it. It might not, but it might allow them to think about it in a different way. If you say like, Hey, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, You know, but I have all these thoughts that I just want to share with you. Are you open to this? So instead of you saying like, you need to hear this and you need to change your point of view is that um, people feel like you're taking away their sense of autonomy when you're pushing that way. So to be able to just be like, Hey, here's some points that I think might be important to think about is like, sometimes you do plant seeds that maybe they can think about and they can, you know, mull over and, Maybe there's a chance their minds will change, but in, in pushing it, actually, when you push your point of view on someone else, like the immediate reaction is like, oh, I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back with my point of view. And so you can think about it that way is actually just planting those seeds and being understanding is something that might be more helpful than, than pushing your point of view on someone. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, uh- so God, wait, this, this episode went too fast, right? So fast. <laughs> wait, this was so fun, Brenna, having you on. You were great. Oh my God, guys. Incredible. Thank you so much. So you for any- thank you guys. This was so <laughs> fun for me. Wait, so for anyone listening, make sure you follow Brenna and follow and start listening to Real Fucking Talk. If you have not, you can listen to our episode in October, but she has a bunch of amazing people that have been on. Um, Brenna, how can people find you? Okay, so you can find Real Fucking Talk anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, the fucking is spelled F-C-K-N. And you can find me on Instagram at real.fckn.talk. Um, yeah, but thank you guys so much for having me on. This was so fun. And yeah. I can't wait for this to come out. Yes, yes. Listen, everyone take care of yourselves over Thanksgiving. Listen to your body. Listen to yourself. Do what feels right, not what you think you should do. We love you guys. And we'll see you all soon. Thank you, Brenna. Bye. Bye.